Um, before we get started, can I wish Mrs. Pistols a happy birthday? You can, yeah. She's awesome. You completely outkicked your coverage. She puts up with us nonstop. Uh, happy birthday, Mrs. Pistols. Without her, I don't think any of this would be possible. So, happy true. birthday. It's, it's very true. We took her out for lunch today. She got to sleep in a little, um, got her got her some, some uh, coffee that she wanted. So, it's been a good day. It's been good. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about Baker Mayfield? <laughs> How many comments did you get on your article about the flag planning? I I don't know. I read some of them. Some the ones that uh, the ones that I enjoyed the most were the people that like like there was one comment about um, how Rudolph has a good enough arm that he would have actually planted the flag in in Ohio Stadium. It would have. I thought that was. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was solid. Um, we should we should we should actually introduce the podcast. Welcome back uh, to the Pistols Firing Podcast. We are doing we're trying this live uh, on Thursdays. We're doing kind of a live mailbag on Facebook and then turning it into a podcast later on. So if you're listening, that's why we're uh, kind of just chatting back and forth. Um, but everybody should come and watch on Thursdays. We're going to try to do this uh, throughout the season. And um, it'll kind of be a little weird because we'll be doing some some live reads um, for our sponsors during uh, the, the video, but that'll be for the people that are listening later on. So as you can see, Coop, as always, uh, sponsoring the podcast. I got my camera flipped around, so we're looking normal. It's not backwards, no. It reads right. And yeah. so you, you can't see me. You're looking at the back of an iPad or a phone or something? No, no. I actually, I was able to, to flip it. Uh, and have it and have it straightforward still. So oh, okay, cool. Technology, baby. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's get into it. If people want to submit questions, uh, they can do so on Facebook, or I posted it on uh, pistolsfiringblog.com. So you can go there in the comments section and throw some questions at us. Uh, how are you feeling about the pit game, Carson? It's kind of a uh, I, I I hate this game. I I, I like the. Um, kind of the Alabama model or the OU model this year, even of playing two really bad teams and then a really good team. I, I hate the middle of the road teams because it doesn't really do anything for you if you win, right? If you're Oklahoma State. Well, I think it does in that you're going on the road and playing a Power Five school on the road. I mean, it's an ACC team. You know, Pittsburgh is, I guess you can say, disappointed to this point. Not that they've been a little more competitive, although they gave Penn State a decent game. But I think you look back to last year, and I think beating Pittsburgh at home was kind of a really a feather in OSU's cap, considering Pittsburgh beat Clemson and had a pretty good season. It's a it's a good win. It wasn't a great win, but I much prefer going on the road and playing Pittsburgh than uh, just playing the Savannah States of the worlds, the uh, South Alabamas and Tulsas of the world. So I I don't hate it at all, and I think it's. I think it's. I disagree. I think it's a much better game um, than what OSU typically plays in the non-conference. And the problem, Kyle, is you schedule these games four, five, six years down the road. You don't know what Pittsburgh's going to look like. They have a different coach. They yeah. look completely different than when you scheduled the game. So it's it's tough. You know, they could either be, uh, you know, a powerhouse at that point or a rum dum. You don't really know. And I think it's a. It's a good test, a good road test, and I think it's fine. I, I disagree. I think it's a fine game. I love it when you say rum dum. Cupcake, rum dum. You don't like cupcakes because you're a big KD guy, so I don't want to say cupcakes. So I'll go rum dum. 
uh, the rundown. Yeah, I just I feel like when you play a team like this, uh, the best the best case scenario is that you win, and then it's like, okay, great, you beat a middle of the road ACC team. Um, and at the end of the year, I just I think of the, when I think about these non-conference games, I think about how they're looked at at the end of the year. They don't they don't matter otherwise, other than if you're a team that's trying to get into a playoff, right? Because everything else is about your conference. So if you're a team that's trying to get into the playoff and you play Pitt, I just, I, I don't, I don't know how much it does for you. If you lose it, that's, that's not good. Like that, that might be like Oklahoma State, if they lose on Saturday, they might be out of the, the playoff picture for the rest of the season. Like that's, that's feasible. Maybe. But, and if you win, but- it, it just, it, it doesn't elevate you the way that, that OU going to Ohio State and beating them elevates them. Well, that's, that's kind of out of OSU's hands, right? What if Pitt, you know, this is highly unlikely, yeah. but what if Pitt runs the table? I mean, it, you really yeah. need to become a big Pitt fan after this game. I mean, obviously, if you schedule Ohio State, you know that's going to be a top 10 opponent. When you right. schedule Pittsburgh, you don't really know. So I get what you're saying, but I do think it's out of Oklahoma State's control. And I do think when you schedule it, you're going out on a little bit of a loop. You know, it's a home and home. They had Pitt at home last year, which they were better last year. They had an NFL quarterback, NFL running back, offensive coordinator just got paid by LSU to go coach them. So I disagree with you. I think it's a it's a good game, good test, and it's on the road, and it's in an NFL stadium, which it's a lot different than going to South Alabama, which we don't want to do that ever again. So Mike Gundy's excited about playing in an NFL stadium. Did you hear him talk about that? Yeah, he had a little gleam in his eye. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Um, on a scale of one to uh, Todd Monken yelling at uh, a receiver on hard knocks, how uh, how concerned are you about Oklahoma State's chances to uh, to lose this game on Saturday? Not much. I mean, I I would say it's at a uh, you compare it to Todd Monken cussing out a receiver. I would compare it to a Mike Gundy Monday press conference. You know, he's like. So different on those Monday press conferences than he is like post games, during games. He, you know, he kind of has that laissez-faire attitude on those Monday deals. Gunny just shows up. That's that's kind of the mood I am. I'm just gonna show up to Pittsburgh and expect to win. Yeah. I think they lost Nathan Peterman, their quarterback, who's the back, a backup quarterback in the NFL right now. They lost Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, who got paid by LSU. They lost, lost James Conner, a legit NFL caliber running back. That's a lot to replace. And this, this USC quarterback, Max Brown, we'll see how good he can do. I, he, I don't think he's nearly as good as Peterman was last year. So Pittsburgh's lost a ton, and I think OSU's better than they were even last year. So I, I'm not – I think the, the point spread came out at what, 14, 14 and a half? That's kind of what I expect them to win by. Yeah. I, I was talking to somebody about it this week. I, I just – I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't get worked up about it. It just doesn't seem like – I just I, and, and maybe I'm overreacting to the first couple of weeks. I just think this year's Oklahoma State team is so much better than the last two years. And they were good in the last two years, and especially the offense. I, I just – I can't envision a scenario in which um, – and, and upsets happen all the time, right? Like, but it just feels like this is a game that if you're really, really good – and I think Oklahoma State is that you go on the road and you hammer Pittsburgh by three touchdowns or whatever. I mean, that's what kind of what Penn State did to them a little bit. I, I know it ended up being a little bit closer, but 
I think it was 28-6 in the fourth quarter. Penn State's a really good team. And I think if, if you're Oklahoma State and you, and you are that good, that I think you do kind of the same thing. Yeah, and what I'm most interested in, Kyle, is how well does OSU run the ball? You know, Pittsburgh, you know, they're not South Alabama, and OSU had a tough time running the ball. Now South Alabama sold out to stuff the run, and we saw what happened. They threw it all over them. So I'm interested to see what the approach is from Pitt. You know, they have, they have two games on film to watch OSU and kind of decide what they want to do. I'm interested to see what the approach is from Pittsburgh in stopping OSU's offense. Are they going to allow them to run the ball? Or are they going to sell out and stop the pass? Or are they going to load the box and force Mason Rudolph to throw it against them? I am interested to see that. That's the number one thing I'm looking forward to. Well, especially after last year when, when uh, Rudolph threw for, what, 540 on him? Yeah. And it, 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 it was almost like they didn't – they were like, oh, they, they might be good at passing or they might – it was like they didn't, like, care about it. And – James, you know, they, Oklahoma State went nuts with with their passing attack. So, I don't, I don't know. Um, do you think? Do you expect? Do you expect Justice Hill to bat, bounce back? Okay, or are you concerned about him after South Alabama? I wouldn't say I'm concerned. I'm more concerned about the blocking and, and you know how they scheme the run game more than anything. It looked easy against Tulsa, and it looked far less from easy against South Alabama, which South Alabama was terrible. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they do against Pitt, but. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to see if Pitt wears those yellow throwback uniforms they wore against Penn State. Those are sweet. But uh, no, man, I, I want to see them. Uh, this is where I bring up Tyron. <laughs> I, I want 19 minutes in, so you're good. What's that? We're 19 minutes in, so you, you already hit the over by like 11 minutes. No, but I mean, you touched on how they burnt Pitt deep. I want to see, you know, I think a lot of it's how Pitt plays defense. I read somewhere where that's just part of their scheme defensively, but they will cover guys wide, which that means James Washington and Tyron Johnson and, and Marcel Aitman should have a field day. So those are kind of some of the things I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about uniforms? Yeah. Okay, let's get to this week's uniform preview brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Again, we are uh, doing these ad reads during the live uh, broadcast because we're going to be uh, running this as a podcast later on. So it'll go up as one of our two podcasts this week. Uh, do you, are, you, are you panicky like you were for the, uh, for the Tulsa game when you went? What, did, what was your original combo that you threw out there? I don't even remember. It's not that important. It was, it was not good. <laughs> It wasn't that terrible, was it? It was a tricolor. I think, you love tricolor. I, no, I think it was like orange, orange, black, wasn't it? It was. It was not good. No, it was white, orange, black. Was my original prediction. <laughs> okay. Do you have one for this week? Have you submitted it, or are you still tinkering? I haven't submitted it yet. Have you submitted yours? I have. Yes. What do you got? I got white, white, black with the uh, the big Pete, the, the gargantuan Pete that they wore at Baylor last year. The icy white Pete? Yeah, I think they'll go, I, I, I think they'll go white, white, black. I was just struggling with what, uh, what helmet. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with that one. I was leaning that way too, um, but I might go, I have two options here. I might go black, white, black 
they have so many black helmets. Too early. It's too early. They could waste a, a bad black helmet against Pitt, right? That's true. Yeah. But it's a little early for me. Uh, I might save it for Friday. But uh, I'm leaning towards black, white, black, or white, white, black's a good choice. I loved your idea about white, white, orange. I don't think they've ever worn that. You know, they used to wear it back in the old days, back yeah. in the 80s. 90, even under less miles every now and then. But uh, I'd like to see why white orange. That would look pretty cool. But um, I'm not ready to tip my cat, tip my hand just yet. I think I'm. I think I'm up. I think I'm leading the the season. Uh, the season long race. It's a long road. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, it is. Remember, I went 0 and 3 like three weeks in a row last year. <laughs> well, like I said, harder at the beginning of the year than kind of. It narrows it down towards, you know, the best options. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah, when you get to, to late in the season. Um, okay. We also, uh, we should, since we don't have a guest this week, um, we're going to start getting our guests on on Tuesday, I guess, if we're, if we're doing this, this live deal. Um, you, do you have a toast? You, you want to toast somebody? Yes. I would like to toast. Well, let me, let me read it first. Okay, my bad. Stop <laughs> the Coop Works Toast of the Week. Coop Works for a great tasting craft beer in Oklahoma City. Try the flagship F5 IPA, the Bold DNR Belgian Strong Ale, or the refreshing Horny Toad Blonde. For your next watch party, tailgate, or get together with friends, enjoy a cold Coop Works, and please remember to drink responsibly. Do you, do you still have some, uh, some leftover Coop from uh, your fantasy draft weekend? No, like when you... Uh... When you're a guest at a lake house, I feel like it would be kind of bad form to like take whatever's left over with you. I think you yeah. have to like pay your pittance. You have to submit it to the lake house. So it's it's still up at Lake Eufaula, whatever remaining. I think they might be polished off by now because the Saturday sirens were very popular. The the uh, elevator wheats were very popular. And I also had some Oktoberfest, but they were Sooners. So I don't know if they drank the Oktoberfest with the orange can. I think they were a little leery of the orange can. Yeah, probably so. Uh, who's, who's your toast? I would like to toast. Uh, this is an odd. Uh, either Mike Gundy, Gavin Gandalf, and Gunner, and I'm, I'm, I want to toast the Gator ATV on the Gundy Ranch for allowing him to hunt turtles. He said that if you just walk up on them, they get scared or whatever. So he kind of explained the art of riding the gator up to them. Apparently, all the gators are caught, or all the uh, turtles rather are causing havoc at Gundy Ranch. So I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to toast the Gator ATV, a fine invention, helps Mike Gundy hunt turtles because apparently he didn't watch any of the Big 12 games he went turtle hunting. So I want to toast the ATV Gator. That was unbelievable. Didn't skip to Ohio State OU. Which, by the way, Ohio State OU, like, 90% of it happened when it was dark. Was he hunting turtles in the dark? Probably. You just shine a light on them. Yeah. I, don't know if like I guess that's deer. true. I don't know if they're like deer and they'll freeze if you shine a light on them. If you, if, <laughs> if you had to pick an animal to go to hunt with, or to hunt for with Gundy, what would you pick? Whoa. Well, I've never been hunting ever. So that should be our poll question next week. <laughs> Probably dove, because I don't want to like sit in a tree stand. I just want to like hang out and walk, you know, 
let the dog run out there and scare the dove to where you can kind of shoot them. That's a lot harder to shoot, I guess, moving target. But uh, I'll go dove. I got a, I got a take for you. Hunting's not fun. Have you been? Yeah. yeah. Well, they didn't let me hold a gun, so maybe that was why it wasn't fun. Well, yeah, then you didn't go hunting. Hunting is like golf without without the golf. Like, you're just out there. And it's cold. It's just, it's not fun. I'm not interested. Well, I'm not a morning person, so I'm already out. Too early. Yeah. You can do I turtles. Can... I'll go night turtle hunting. How about that? I'm, I'm down there for that. Go. Um, okay, I'm going to toast a, what, what are you toasting? Huh? What are you toasting? I'm toasting the gators, the ATVs. No, 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 but what, what, which one? Which coop? I mean, I, I hate to, like, you know, just Saturday siren every week, but I, I'm all in on the Saturday siren. That's what I'm going with. I need it's to make that good. into a gift. It's too good. I'm tiring, Saturday siren. We're good. <laughs> okay, I'm toasting uh, John Smith, a, a briefcase brown to John Smith. Two reasons. First, Oklahoma State Wrestling is opening 2018 in Italy, which is awesome. I'm all in on playing anywhere in the world. Like, I think that's great. I think that'll be really cool. I don't know how many Italians are interested in, in wrestling, um, but they're, they're facing NC State in Italy, which is cool. And second, I'm going to toast him again because he needs to get Emmanuel Aqua in the uh, in the room in the in the in the uh, I don't know what you call it the, where they do their practicing at Gallagher Island. This is embarrassing. You know what I'm talking about? The wrestling room. The wrestling room is that what it's called? Practice wrestling room. Yeah. The, yeah, at Gallagher Island because like, his takedown of Ben Roethlisberger was embarrassing. It was not good. And I mean, he ankle picked him just fine. I think I think John would be cool. That was an ankle pick. Yeah, I, I think John. I think John would find that pretty questionable. So taking down a super heavyweight in Big Ben is necessary. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna toast. I'm gonna toast John Smith uh, in the middle of football season. So there we go. Sounds good. Uh, what else we got? We got some questions. Um, are there any questions on Facebook? Do you do you have it in front of you? Yeah, we had a few. Uh, how good is the Pittsburgh defense? How good is the Pittsburgh defense? I don't know. I mean, I think Penn State has a pretty good offense, and they scored what thirty-one points on on Pitt last week. Um, Thirty-three. I, I think that. I mean, they're better than South Alabama. Well, yeah, and um, let's see here. I'm going to the team stats that they gave up. I think I think if you're Oklahoma State, there's not a unless you're playing like Alabama or I don't know uh, Clemson, and your your like base should be 40 points. I mean, if you're not if you're not I'm, I mean seriously, if you're not putting up 40, then you're putting your defense in a in a difficult position. So I, I just I don't know. They put up 45 on Pitt last year. I mean, they only gave up 312 yards to Penn State. That's impressive. Their head coach is Pat Narduzzi, defensive coordinator from Wisconsin. I think – I mean, you only give up 312 yards to Penn State, who has a really good offense, who scored, I think, 30 or 40 points every game down the stretch last year. That's pretty good. 
So I think it's going to be a pretty good test. Is that a good uh, Big Ten offense or just a good offense? That's one of the better big – might be the best when you watch Ohio State they did against Oklahoma. So. <laughs> yeah, I just – I don't know. Maybe, maybe I am, like, off my rocker. Drink, I'm drunk on, on Kool-Aid, but I just think this Oklahoma State offense is, is – is maybe the best in school history, maybe better than 2011. I posted this earlier in the week, but they are keeping pace with or better than that 2011 Oklahoma State offense through two games. Now, 2011 played better teams. They played Louisiana and Arizona instead of Tulsa and South Alabama. But I just, I think that's really impressive. We have a walk-off comment almost from uh, Gregory Roberts. He says, you don't even have to walk around while hunting doves. You can just sit in a lawn chair line and shoot them as they fly over. You could even drink some coop while you do it. That sounds pretty good. Uh, let's see here. What do you think about uh, game day being at Times Square and ignoring OSU TCU? It's so dumb. I don't, I, don't, I don't even care about OSU TCU. I just think going to... I mean, what are, what are you doing? It's like, uh, where is Carson going? I'm getting some water. Okay. Um, that's like having, it, it, I mean, are they covering NYU? Like, does NYU have a football team? I, I just, I don't understand. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I think it's silly. I'm not an anti-ESPNer. I, I like ESPN um, generally. I don't. I was talking about this with somebody today. I, I don't like all the debate shows and all that, but that's not really an ESPN issue. That's a sports media issue, and, and I think people sort of hold ESPN to it when it's it's bigger than that. But the game day thing, and game day is great. Like, great people, great segments, great highlights. I, I just I, I don't get going to, to New York. What, what are they – I mean, what is there other than Times Square? It's like when they went to like North Dakota State, which I guess was a college campus at least. But yeah, that's way better. They'd never been there to Times Square, I guess. It just seemed like an excuse not to go to Stillwater to me. But whatever. Is is Oklahoma State TCU going to be the best game next week? I haven't I haven't looked at the schedule. I mean, do you even watch Game Day? It's been a long time since I made a point to watch. I don't. And, you know, I've, I've got another take for you. I think game day is, is in person pretty overrated. Like, we, I went in college a couple times. It, it's fine. Like, it's fun to go with your friends, but the actual experience of being there, you should do it. Like, if you're in college and, and game day comes, you should go because it might be the only chance you get. But it's kind of like, eh, it's all right, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I – I went, I like walked by a few times. Like I'm not standing in a giant line to see Lee Corso. I'm going to go to the hotel. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, What else we got? Um, Which team do you guys think Washington will gain the most yards against? That's such a tough question because it's so, I mean, who would have thought, I don't even know who he did it against last year. Maybe Pitt. Um, the thing that is so incredible about him, and he's going he's gonna to end up with the most yards per catch in Oklahoma State history, and it, it just keeps happening. Last week, he's got two for 98, two catches for 98 yards. He only had three targets last week, Carson. There were six, oh. other, guys, six other guys that had at least five targets. He got three, and, uh, and Oklahoma State, it didn't even matter. 
how many teams in the country can target their best receiver two fewer times than six other guys and still beat a team by, you know, 35 points? I know it's South Alabama, but it, it just is um, – it, it's really incredible how good they are. At receiving. Well, and they, they had seven guys with double-digit yardage in receiving. And a uh, friend of the show, one of our followers, Colin Johnston, had a great – String of tweets. Do you follow Colin Johnston at all? Shout out to yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's he's excellent. Very smart. He he kept saying that <laughs> like Washington could average like here we go. He could average like zero yards on his next catches and still have like the highest yards per catch ever at OSU. I can't find the yeah. exact. But it's uh, uh, I've got the numbers. You do. I've got the media guide right here. It's um, average yards per catch coming into the year. It was it was Washington at nineteen point two, and second was Adarius Bowman at seventeen point two. So he was a full two yards ahead of, of Bowman, and I think it's only gone up. I think he's averaging like twenty one so far this year. So he, I mean, he's an automatic twenty yards a catch uh, on average throughout his career, which is just that's a joke. Here you go. <laughs> If James Washington's next 50 catches go for zero yards, he will have the same career yards per catch average as Rashawn Woods. <laughs> that's, that's, pretty a, that's an amazing stat. If his next 65 catches go for zero yards, he will have the same yards per catch as Justin Blackman. Think about how incredible that is. I, I know that he's had some long catches, and he's, play, he's playing with – better complimentary receivers than those guys, but that's unbelievable. No, I mean, well, you you guys had the post this week on Pistols Firing, just all the Washington plays from Rudolph. Like, he's had, what, six, seven plays over, like, 70, 60, 70 yards just in the last, like, two years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's – it's amazing how he is able to, no matter who's who they're playing, what the scheme is, he just runs by people, no matter who it is, no matter what the coverage is. He's amazing. Yep. Um, okay, let's see here. We've got somebody said, "What's in the Joe's cup?" Water. <laughs> I got. I got to go to work. It's not coop. Uh, what parts of okay? This is from Mike D on the website. What parts of Kyle? What parts of your writing about golf have seeped into your writings about football? Um, I don't think it's. I don't think there's much golf. I think there's more like Gundy that has seeped into my writings about football. Never says a word. Just your phrasing. Yeah. Uh, where are we at? I use where are we at? I want to. I. I. I have to actively try not to use where are we at in society uh, in a lot of my posts. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like you've, you've been around Gundy too long to where it just seeps in all the, all the rant lines just seep into your everyday lexicon. Are you just, is this like, um, like you're like, you remember the guy for uh, Red Bull that like jumped from outer space to the, to the earth. Do you remember that? Yeah. Is this your like? Are you like leading up to that? Like in in the next ten days, as you as you prepare for the the Gundy reenactment? Yeah, I've uh, I've put it to the test a few times. 
Are you gonna, are you gonna make a video of yourself, or are you just gonna do it like on on uh, the newscast or the, or the uh, podcast? I'm gonna do it on the podcast. Okay. And I'm not gonna do any video because I don't want to go viral. But the amazing part is, Kyle. Like, I have to read. Like, someone has typed it out where it's like verbatim. But I don't have to even like think about how he says it. Like, the tone and the cadence. I have the cadence down pat. So gonna be awesome a mother of children yeah just uh uh what was here let me let me pull up let me pull up the rant <laughs> okay while you do that let's hear one more time from our sponsor uh chris's university spirit and uh we will be back to hear hear part of the rant from carson take a few final questions and uh, take it to the weekend Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson, you got that uh, you got that thing pulled up? <laughs> write something about me or our coaches. Don't write about a kid that does everything right, whose heart's broken. <laughs> That's all I got for now. I don't want to do the whole thing. Oh, it's so good. Um, somebody said, Chance Stokes said, Herbie's, they don't, they're not doing game day in Stillwater because Herbie's afraid of experiencing another earthquake. <laughs> that face is so great. I used that as a meme on, uh, during the OU Ohio State game when the score was like three to three at halftime. I was like, guy who bet the over with Herbie's earthquake. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, uh, let's see. Here's a good one. I think this is actually a legitimate question. Do you think this will be Gundy's best defense ever? Ever? No, I mean. what What is his best defense, in your opinion, from an outsider looking in? <laughs> I think it's 2013. Haven't you written about yeah. that? I think 2013 was – it's a shame that team didn't win the Big 12. They were, they were so much better than OU in that Bedlam game. Um, yep. That's one of the worst moments of Gundy's career. But that defense was legit. I did, they didn't give up an offensive touchdown in that game until the last play, until the Blake Bell touchdown to Jalen Saunders. Yep. Now, granted, OU was playing Blake Bell, but I think 2013, what do you think? It's, it, it, I mean, the only two legitimate answers are 2013 or 2009. They were really, really good in 2009. Yeah. Um, was that – I don't know if – I think Parrish Cox maybe – um, who, who, who all was there in like 2009? Was that the like Sean Lewis and no, it was pre Sean Lewis might have been a freshman. They had uh Booker, the middle linebacker named Booker, Donald yeah. Booker, yeah. Uh, Parrish Cox was there. That was that an Ori Lemon year? That was Ori Lemon, baby. That was Mike Gundy's favorite. Um, so yeah, it, it's one of those two teams, and, and the unfortunate part about 2009 is that. Um, 
that was the year they lost Dez. And their offense was just, they, I mean, you could have put any one of, you could have put Dylan Stoner. Dylan Stoner would have been their best receiver that year. Jalen Mikoski would have been. Ugo Chinasa. Yeah. No, they, just yeah. Had, they lost Kendall Hunter and then the Dez yeah. suspension. Like, that offense would have been amazing, but. You know, they, but they they had no receivers. I think Hubert Anian led the team with like 800 yards. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was supposed to be like their second or third guy, and he, he had to lead away. Dameron Dameron Fuchs was like their their second guy. He was a thing for like a game. <laughs> yeah, your boy I think was on that team. Who? Uh, Seth Newton. Yeah, Seth. He had a few touchdown passes. Yeah, he was great. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be their best defense, but I did the uh, I did the yard or I did the uh, points per drive so far in 2017, and they are they're averaging or they're giving up 0.9 points per drive, which is astounding. But again, you play two crappy teams. I think the, the most astounding thing about that, Carson, I went back, the 2013 team only gave up 1.3 points per drive in, in, in that season. The whole season? The whole season. One point, I think they were number two or three in the country. Whoa. Which was unbelievable. But the, the, good, I mean, the great thing about this defense so far is that there's, the defense is actually scoring 0.5 points per drive because they've had a pick six <laughs> uh, and then a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So – I don't think it'll be the best defense ever, but I, I do think I, I think to make it the best defense ever, you have to have you've got all this depth. You have to have a superstar in addition to it. So you have to have like if, if you throw Justin Gilbert on this defense, I think we can we can talk about it then. But um, the way it's set up, I think I think they're good enough to win the Big Twelve to get into the playoff, whatever. But I, I don't know that it'll be the best defense ever. No, that remains to be seen. They are. I feel like more athletic across the board than they were in 2013. Uh, you know, they had uh, really good players, but like, uh, oh, what was the white middle linebacker's name, number 45? Caleb Levy? Levy. Huh? Caleb Levy. Yeah. I mean, he was a really good player, but like, just look at the difference in athleticism between him and Calvin Bundage and Edison Magruder, the ninth president. I mean, <laughs> I. I love I love it that you call him that. We've got the yeah. president, the president, the president. I looked so. up who the, I looked up all the presidents, and the ninth is William Henry Harrison. No one knows who the ninth president is, so he's the ninth. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay, let's wrap this up, Carson. You got any uh, any final thoughts about the weekend? Where are you? Are you going to be in Norman this weekend? Uh, I don't think so. I'm probably be in studio. We were supposed to go to Pittsburgh. Okay. They moved the game from PC to ESPN, so we're no longer doing a show. So all of our plans have kind of changed. So I think I'll be in studio. So I should be able to do a post game right after the game, like immediately after. I won't be busy. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Um, Oklahoma State, by how much? Well, until I looked up their deep, Pitt's defense, uh, I was going to say by three touchdowns. But I'll – I'll say by OSU by 17. Uh, let's say 38-21. Okay. I'm thinking it's going to be more like 48 to – I'll say 
Well, I'm being conservative. If they drop 48 on this defense, you know, again, I, I have a lot of respect for Penn State's offense. Like, say what you want about the Big Ten, but go look at what they did last year. Yeah. The quarterback, the running back, they can score, and they held them to 300 yards of offense. Now, they did play they did play ball control offense. They kind of kept the ball out of Penn State's hands the majority of the time. I don't know if they'll be able to do – that might not matter with those shoes off as quick as they run play. Yeah. But uh, they score 48, Kyle, on this defense – Get excited because they're gonna they're gonna annihilate the big Big Twelve defenses. All in, I'm all in. By the way, your boy Adam Lund been been killing it with his writing. So good. Yeah, I mean, uh, he deserves a raise. I think. Well, <laughs> anything would be a raise at this point. Now he's uh, uh, he loves it. He's a football junkie. I mean, yeah. This summer, you saw this summer he was like tweeting out like a million Mason Rudolph clips, like breaking them down. So. He was breaking down, like, Iowa State film this summer. <laughs> uh, he's probably going to end up building a shed to avoid his wife just so he can break down more football. There you go. I can go help him. Again, happy birthday to Mrs. Pistols. This was fun. Uh, yep. we'll, we'll talk to you after the game. Okay. Holler at me if you, uh, if you get concussed by, building, by trying to build your own desk. I will, I'll have you on line one for sure. <laughs> All right, Carson. Talk to you later. See ya. See ya.